Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. All right, welcome everybody. Welcome, we're gonna give it a few minutes for people to jump in. Um, as you guys are jumping in, let us know where you're calling in from. I am in Detroit, Michigan, and so you just mentioned you're in Thailand. It's funny, man, I get a lot of TikToks of people in Thailand saying that you should visit. It sounds like a pretty, uh, a pretty dope spot to be. I can tell you, I cannot complain. I definitely cannot complain. Uh, five minutes from the beach, great weather most of the time of the year. Cannot complain. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. All righty. We're going to get uh, started in just a minute. Um, welcome, everybody. As you're joining, let us know where you're calling in from uh, in the chat. We're going to get started in just a moment. This is part, I don't even know, part A. We've been doing this for a while now, the AI series. Um, I'm super excited for this one because we have Enzo on. And if you guys aren't following Enzo, you need to go check out his LinkedIn profile. Um, if you're familiar with Alex Ramosi, this is how I found you, Enzo. I know you've been doing this stuff for a while, but it was cool. He did a live webinar on pretty much everything AI prospecting and lead generation with Alex Ramosi. It was a super cool show. Um, so you know, check him out on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, we're going to jump right into it. So today's speakers, uh, my name is Jed Marley. I'm the founder of Practical Prospecting. I'm here with Enzo Caresso. He is the founder of Morning Leads. Again, check out his LinkedIn profile. He's got great content and doing really good stuff. Um, if you don't know, obviously, this is a daily show, so we're doing this every single weekday. Go to the website and check out the upcoming shows. Also, check out the YouTube channel, a bunch of really good videos, and there's also a ton of free guides and courses. I've done a couple myself on the website. Again, everything's free, so go check that out. Tons of really good resources. Um, I want to say thank you to our partner, Vidyard, for making these shows possible. Um, you guys know Vidyard as the video tool, but they actually just dropped a completely new product. It's called a digital sales room. So if you're an account executive or a seller and you're going back and forth in email chains, you no longer have to do that. You can actually keep everything in a digital sales room and actually track engagement and just keep everything in one place. So if you sign up using the link that's in the chat, you can actually get, I think it's three free rooms. I'm not exactly sure, but you're going to get free access. Um, so definitely check that out. Again, if you're a closer, it's a must-have tool. Um, so real quick, today's agenda, and then we're going to get started right away. We're talking about ChatGPT and AI in general, but first we're going to talk about why ChatGPT prompts aren't one-size-fits-all. We're going to talk about exactly Enzo's process to how he uses AI and ChatGPT and a step-by-step -step process to creating tailored prompts for your specific market and your specific ICP. And then Enzo is actually going to screen share some of his ChatGPT strategies and uh, some of the AI prospecting plays he's doing. So I'm going to stop sharing real quick. And Enzo, I want to start the conversation off by just asking you, um, what is your kind of overall opinion on creating ChatGPT prompts and why are they not just one size fits all? Why do you have to go in and create a custom prompt for yourself? That's a really great question. Um, you see, just like advertisers are always trying to beat the algorithm, I feel that Cody Merler always trying to grab the attention of their recipient and always trying to fine tune the prompt to get as precise and as sophisticated as we can. And, you know, I feel that the standard is always getting higher and higher. The tools are getting way, way, way more good and sophisticated. And it's, it's really our job to raise the bar in the quality of, of, of output we're getting from prompt. Um, especially we know that cold email, in cold email, everything breaks, you know, every three, six months, things breaks. Things stop working. Um, so you really, really want to have this approach where, you know, let's say, for example, a trigger. We know that a trigger works three, six months. Then you see the campaign start, you know, a little bit dipping down. It stopped performing as well as it used to. And this is the moment where you have to 
okay, trying to find new triggers. And when you're trying to find new triggers, you need to adapt those, the prompt to the new triggers. And what does it really mean? It means that there's two things that need to be done. You need to have a better communication and be more precise with the prompt, but you also need to provide better quality uh, training data for the prompt. And training data is just a fancy word to say uh, content, content and text that you're going to provide the prompt. Um, on a more practical way, I'll tell you that, let's say, for example, you were trying to get LinkedIn description or SEO meta description to provide to a prompt. If you're looking at a Fortune 500 company, it's going to be super clear, super precise about what they do with the targeting. If you're trying to do the same prompt for a local service business, it's not going to be as precise, as clear on who they're targeting, uh, what product they offer. And you can see that through many industries. Therefore, you need to have a prompt for any, for specific ICP, for a specific industry, just to just maintain a high quality output. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. It, it's just, especially if you're targeting like enterprise companies versus like you mentioned, small service-based companies, it's a completely different kind of concept. And so you have to come up with new prompts. Um, so we're going to jump in and Angel, I want you to talk through these four ways you're using ChatGPT. But before we do that, um, everybody who's now jumped on the call, because there was a few people left before, um, if you see at the bottom, put all of your questions in the Q&A. We're probably going to spend maybe 10 to 15 minutes answering all of your questions. And I know I have a ton of questions around AI, so make sure to put those questions in there. And we're also going to throw up a poll um, in just a moment. Uh, I am not finding the poll. Anyways, we will... Uh, oh, here we go. Here's the poll. So let us know who is in the room. Are you guys an SDR, AE, manager, senior leadership? We want to know who's actually listening to this call so we can make the conversation focused to you specifically. Uh, and Enzo, why don't you go ahead and talk us through some of these ways that you're actually using ChatGPT while people are going through this poll. Sure. Um, I'll tell you what I'm most excited about right now is really how we're using ChatGPT to fast track account research. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you kind of the case that we come, decided to, to use it, how we came up about it is that when we're talking to founders and they were telling us who is the ICP, who the customer they want to target. And then when we were looking, actually who's paying the bill, there was actually two different kind of customer at ICP. So we're trying to be really accurate in who we want to target, and we're trying to do target the people that are actually paying the bills. So what we're doing right now is that we're taking all the sales calls, win sales calls, so all the deals that have been won by the, by the company over the last 6, 12 months, and we're putting all the transcripts to ChatGPT, and we're trying to figure out what is the biggest pain point that was in those conversations, and how the, those conversations, how those pain points been addressed and solved. And we kind of use that to create custom line for, uh, for the recipient directly into the emails. Uh, and in, in the way we're going to use it, it's going to be like typically poke the bird type of question. How do you addressing that particular issue? What is the way that you're ensuring that, uh, I don't know, that TikTok content is still uh, highly uh, aligned with brand value or something like that? And that's kind of the way we, we use it to, to, to fast track icon research. We're also using it to uh, provide some personalization around trigger and specific to a recipient. Um, now, I don't know if you guys playing with clear a little bit, but it's been an extremely good tools in generating ideas and values with their new tool, with the new feature of Clayagent. I really like it for that. And just the, the ability that we have to generate so many lines that are really directly correlated to the recipient, to their, especially account, realize that we don't need so much use pin tags to actually have developability issues just because we're able to be 
so relevant in the way that we create uh, those lines that spin tag is not even an issue so, so much for us. And we actually have less emails landing in spam just because all emails are widely different from each other. So real quick on spin tags, just because I'm not sure if everybody in the audience knows what that is. Can you explain what spin tags is and why that's important for deliverability? For sure. Um, if you look at ESPs or email service providers, they're looking for patterns on people like us, Cody Miller, to yeah. trying to catch us and figure out why somebody would send the same message to 5,000 people. And it doesn't make sense. No human do, you, no human do that. So a spin tax is a way that email sequencer are using, such so as a Mashik, uh, to provide different kind of sentence, a different a random interval uh, in the sequence of emails. So the same email could have a line that is completely different for the second one, from the third one, for the fifth one, for how many spin tax option you, you provided your email. And that will give some random, you know, random pattern to your email that you're sending and it will trick the ESP and taking that you're actually a human being. In the case that we're using it, we barely don't need to use it no more just because our, our line are so precise to the specific recipient that spin tax become irrelevant to us right now. Yeah. So what you're saying is that when you're using ChatGPT to come up with different messaging lines, it's going to give you something different every time, right? So you don't have to... Yeah, and one thing that I found interesting about ChatGPT when it comes to deliverability is that sometimes you can give it the exact same prompt for the exact same contact and company, and it'll give you a different output every time almost. I don't know if you've seen that too, but it kind of- Absolutely. That's why I think it's good for messaging, exactly, because you're always going to have different messages. And to your point, Enzo, I want to double down on that for anybody listening. If you're sending out the same template with the same sort of messaging, uh, if you start doing that for longer than a few weeks to a month, you know, Google catches on, you're going to start going into spam. So that's why, you know, incorporating some sense of AI or spin text into your messaging is super important for deliverability. 100%. Uh, I 100% agree on that. I would have even had spin text in some ways have so many limits. So you're going to put maybe five spin text, maybe six at some, at some point, but we're starting to see that we kind of feeling that Google or the providers then catching up onto that and starting like you know penalizing uh, certain account that we've been using with SpinTax, and that's why I think ChatGPT is a good option to balance the risk uh, using SpinTax. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Real quick, we're gonna show the poll results here. So it looks like we've got um, actually a good mix of AEs. Usually when I do these calls, it's uh, it's a lot of SDRs. So I love to see the AEs and SDRs here. Good amount of managers and leadership. So. Let us know in the chat real quick. How often are you guys using ChatGPT or AI in your process? Just put a one in the chat if you're a pretty avid user, you're using it pretty much every day, or put a two in the chat if maybe you're not so you know comfortable with it or you haven't used it so much. That way we can kind of get a sense of where you're at and focus the conversation towards you. Um, Enzo, so the third one here is generating ideas and value. Can you talk to us about that and how are you actually using ChatGPT to come up with new, I assume like campaign ideas or outbound targeting ideas? Sure. Uh, actually, let me see if I can share my screen quickly. Maybe I'm going to show you yeah. something. Yeah, go for it. Let me pick up a campaign. Actually, I'm going to pick up an unfinished campaign, so there's not too much customer information on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me a sec. No worries. Um, and as Enzo's pulling that up, by the way, guys, um, feel free to put any questions in the Q&A so we can get to those by the end of the call. Okay. Now I need to find where's my mouse gone. Here you go. Um, so quickly, this is a, um, TikTok marketing agency we're working with. So 
we just have 10 rows because we just only start uh, 10 words when we're doing experiments. So this is not a, finish, a finished product. Um, but we're talking about uh, ideas. For example, we're coming up with a TikTok campaign uh, that obviously uh, individual for each brand that we're going to target. So this is a TikTok marketing agency targeting e-commerce brand. And we're asking TikTok, uh, we're asking, sorry, we're asking ChatGPT to come up with ideas for us. So let's see a little bit how the prompt looks like on that. Uh, we're going to come back a little bit later on, on, the, on the way the prompt has, uh, has structured. Um, but actually, before I show the prompt, because it's not a finished prompt, let's see what it looks like. So I asked ChatGPT to give me three different ideas uh, of, uh, of, of campaign, TikTok campaign uh, for those specific brands, knowing that those specific brands focus on UGC content. Uh, so the first response we have is, Video A behind the scene, a candid personalized day in a lifestyle video showing all the process that go to making our unique high quality French made products, starting from design to the production and ending with packaging, demonstrating, demonstrating the craftsmanship, dedication and love we put in every place. Video two, encourage followers participate in the Cite Francais style challenge. So that's a French brand. Um, a video three, an impact story, convey a heartfelt emotional story of a French artisan involved in a production process. Explain how working for the state process positively impacted the life. So we can definitely tell that this is a patriotic-ish product. So definitely, les français mean the, the underwear, the French underwear. So we're 100% certain that this is where we're going with that. Um, what do we have else that we can... Okay. So we use ChatGPT to come mm. realize that you're targeting a patriotic French customer, which is true. This is in French underwear. The account that, so as I mentioned, we use account research. So they come up with a specific age bracket. They come up with um, the quality of the product. So we have all the research done within ChatGPT. And we kind of feed that to the TikTok campaign. So let's see how it looks like on our end. Um, so the objective is based on the company profile and target across three captivating videos. So we see the videos. Uh, Tell me for TikTok that users UGC content creator can execute for the brand. So use a step-by-step -step approach and think carefully about the brand messaging as well as the end customer. So for that, we provide different company description just because most of the time one is not enough or we just don't have enough information. So we provide multiple ones. Um, we use AI to come up with an ICP directly using uh, the website of the product, uh, the website of the company, we scrape the information and we provide ChatGPT asking it to provide us the key ICP. And we provide a couple of guidelines, which is limit each video into a single sentence. And each video has to be less than 15 words. Be immersive and innovative and show ideas aligned with the brand and appeal to the ASP. Then we're going to add channel the inner persona and pretend that you're a social media tycoon magnet. And What's missing right now in this in this campaign, and we're just working on it, is the examples. And we're gonna see a little bit later, but examples are everything when you wanna make sure that you limit the endless possibilities of what ChatGPT is coming up with. Um, so that's kind of how you were using it right now. Uh, it works, it's not finished, but so far it works pretty good. Um, I'll tell you that there's many ways we're using it as well. As I'm mentioning to you, and I'm not gonna go into this specific prompt, but we're feeding ChatGPT all the sales calls and we're coming up with what's coming, what's coming, was the most common pattern in terms of question. And we use a poke the bear type question to figure out what we should talk to the specific SCP, to the specific brand, and how could that be relevant for them. So, 
how are how are you aligning uh, your TikTok content with your brand aesthetic values? Uh, yeah, how are you prioritizing content creation for TikTok for your TikTok audience? So everything is quite really really unique and focus on the recipients. And yeah, that's kind of how we approach it. Um, I don't know if you guys have a specific question around that. I, I don't mind going over it. But yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's a couple right. things in the chat that we can go through, Enzo. So um, if you want to keep screen sharing, because there's a couple things I want to mention here. First off, the tool he's using here is clay.com, by the way. He's using ChatGBT in clay. So you can do this in ChatGBT. He's just doing it at scale and more efficiently in clay uh, using the ChatGPT integration. So if you guys are brand new to this, what I would recommend you do is create some of these prompts and just try it in ChatGPT. And then if once you start figuring out a message that scales, then maybe trying a tool like Clay and trying to do it more at a higher scale. Second thing I want to mention, you talked about examples, Enzo. That's really important. When you're giving ChatGPT a prompt um, to you know come up with whatever response you want, if you can give it two or three examples, so go through and do it manually and give it those examples to show it what sort of response you're looking for, that makes a huge difference and it makes your prompts, uh, your prompt responses much more targeted. Um, and then the, the last thing I want to touch on is uh, we had a question from Hunter Flynn and Enzo, it's up to you if you want to share this or not, but they asked if you could do a walkthrough on how you do a prompt for account research. So I see you have one that's around account research. Are you open to sharing that prompt or ideas for how you create a prompt around that? Yeah, let me see. I'm pretty sure there is nothing to crazy around it. So, um, Using this particular prompt, uh, what's interesting about it is, and we're going to talk a little about it uh, later, but you want to give uh, ChatGPT a persona. And usually you want to have a persona that is extremely good at what you're going to ask him to do. Uh, for example, your AI role that I selected is that you're the top business analyst at McKinsey. And for those that don't know, McKinsey is like one of the, he's probably the most famous consulting firm in the world. Uh, there is nobody better better in the world that's figuring customer problem pain point by your persona. And you are using jobs to be done theory and one step at a time approach. We're going to talk a little about a little bit a uh, little bit about it later. But when I mentioned the one step at a time approach, it's one of the key strategies that I've been implementing lately on ChatGPT, and it's come from chat from OpenAI themselves. Like, I didn't come up by myself with it. You would be surprised, but ChatGPT actually get get better and provide better output if you give him the time to think. And such thing as giving the telling you to do it one step at a time, you the bread, uh, bread step uh, approach, um, take the time to think uh, before answering. All those questions, all those uh, sentences where you ask ChatGPT to take his time and reflect on the output it's going to provide you, show a highest level uh, of quality output. So definitely something you guys want to be using. Um, in this case, I've been using LinkedIn description, company description, and SEO description. You see the, um, the little sign right here? It just means that it's not a condition uh, because all those companies do not have all those all those uh, affirmations. So I put it as it's not mandatory, but you need to be at least one of it. So I want you to provide me with 99% accuracy on the output. If you cannot provide 90%, leave the cell black. Use a breath first approach when answering the, this question. And that's what I've been mentioning later, uh, earlier. What's the person of the ideal customer of this company? What pain in their customer experience either not using the product or service? What the problem this company solve? And how do they different themselves from competitors? It's just a quick overview. We're still playing with this uh, with this account. And let's see how it looks like. The ideal customer person of this company is a socially and environmentally cautious individual 
potentially between 25 and 45, value quality craftsmanship, ethical production. So we know that this is the first one, which is the Français, which is uh, proudly, you know, made in France, kind of brand. They're likely to be middle to high income earners. Well, it makes sense because if you chose to buy a product that is, you know, is local, high chance it costs a little bit more. Uh, they care deeply about the origin and manufacturing the origin and manufacturing practice of product they buy and prefer items that are locally produced. This individual feel goods about contributing to a cause they believe in and seeing local economy and likely to be fashion focused or at least interested in good quality clothing. Personally, I think just it nailed it perfectly. Uh, in, in figure out who's the ideal customer, uh, the, the ideal customer persona. Um, the customer are likely to experience the following pains if they're not using the products or services of Lucie Francais. They may not be able to find high-quality French-made product easily, which is true. Uh, they may feel frustrated due to lack of transparency in the production process or alternatives. They may feel disconnect between the purchase and their values, as they can be shifted the product from competitor or anonymous brand are ethical and sustainable. And lack of belief that their the purchase is contributing towards a bigger cause, supporting local business, etc. I do believe that so far, uh, ChatGPT is nailing uh, the icon research on that specific uh, on that specific account. I don't know yeah. if I answer that question and what you guys think of the output, but for what I'm trying to get, get a rough idea of where the customer and who they what they're doing and who they they, they are, I think it nails it pretty well. Yeah, looks like, yeah. Hunter just said thank you. That was the person that asked. So yeah, I mean, I think that's a great way because then obviously Enzo, you, you can take it from two steps from there. Once you get that response, you can then take that information and say, okay, I'm going to manually write emails based on this stuff. Or in your case, you can take that information and extend it even further by using additional chat GPT prompts like you're doing in this clay table to really get specific responses. And it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, Enzo, but it sounds like you're essentially creating an entire email from scratch by using all these responses. Is that true? Or are you like, are you essentially creating the whole email from scratch with clay or is it just pieces of it? Yeah. So this, we're still like in, in the building phase of this, of, this, uh, of this particular account. So I'm experimenting with a lot of things. The truth is, I'm going to do 80% of it uh, through ChatGPT, but not everything yep. because just it doesn't make sense. Uh, no. There's still an element that's going to be common, but I will give you like 80%. It's just a new account. I'm just playing around and trying to figure out what I'm trying to get or what makes more sense. For example, when we talk about the ICP, we see that, you know, this is a sleep, so it's French underwear and uh, we can make, we can take a bet right now. I'll quickly take a look. I'll let you guys know. I don't know if you can see the screen, but okay. The first picture is men's, it's, it, two dudes uh, wearing underwear, okay? Uh, so I know that it's most likely, um, so what I do that's interesting as well, and I really be digging doing that, is like for e-commerce brand, I'm trying to figure out who's the gender they're targeting uh, of the customer, and based on the gender of the, the targeting, I'm going to assign case studies of the actual mm. client to um, the actual account I'm targeting. Because here's the thing, if you're a fashion brand and you're, trying, and you're targeting male, there's a higher chance that you want to get Gymshark as a case study that I'm going to send you instead of having, like, for example, the hoodie, which is more like a female kind of brand or any other brand. So we can, we're also using that to attribute different case studies. So that also help with the, with the spin tags that we talked about and get also a more precise uh, email for the, for the recipient. Yeah, man, this is awesome. I mean, you're thinking about it on so many different levels. And I'm sure the messaging that you create from this is super personalized and relevant to these people. Um, so I'm going to share my screen real quick. We're going to jump into a couple additional things. 
So, Enzo, you talked to us about the only three things that ChatGPT does, and I think this will be really helpful for the audience to get an understanding of how they should really be thinking about it and, and applying it to their process. So I'll walk through these slides, but you want to talk me through these first three things, then we'll dive in deeper on each one. Sure, guys. Uh, ChatGPT does only three things, okay? Um, I know it might surprise a lot of you, but at the end of the day, ChatGPT does it expand text, it shorten text, and transform text. That's what it does, nothing else. Within those three brackets, there's an endless amount of possibilities <laughs> that, that, that can happen, but I'm not talking about image or pictures or anything. When it comes to text, because we're talking about, you know, code email, this is the only thing that ChatGPT does. Expand text, shorten text, transform text. When it comes to expanding the text, um, what we have is you have to think about the input is smaller and we're trying to make uh, the output bigger, which means that I'm going to give him like a, sm a small snippet of a text and I want him to elaborate, to articulate, to conceptualize, to draft more ideas, just to extend the, 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 the potential. And in the case then we, we can use is what I recently did actually with the account research. I gave them like, okay, this is the description. From the description, I want you to come up with different ideas that's going to help me. That's a perfect example of what is expansion in the case of ChatGPT. Then from expansion, we also have, uh, I think the next one is um, re re uh, reduce. Yeah. Uh, shorten, sorry, shorten the application. And same, 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 same pro process, we're trying to take something that is actually really big and make it smaller. What does it mean is that if I'm trying to figure out, for example, when I show is they're sending fresh underwear, well, I'm coming from the description of their metadata, of the LinkedIn description, and I'm trying to figure out what do they do. So I'm asking ChatGPT to actually try to distill, summarize, or you know, simplify whatever I'm giving you and provide me the essence, the most simple way for me to understand what this particular text uh, trying to say. Um, and this is where it really gets tricky when it comes to, to using ChatGPT is that, for example, if you think about the word distilling, distill, uh, simplify, summarize, clarifies, they might seem really similar, but when you put it in the, in the prompt, it gives you widely different output. So mm -hmm. the key to be extremely good at prompt engineering is having a really good communication and be have a lot of precision in the way you talk and the way you articulate yourself and providing good good training data. And that's key for you to have a really good output in general. Um, the next one is a little bit more 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 tricky. We are we attacking more uh, the format of the of, of the text. So the it's, it's transformation. The size going to stay the same, but we're going to reformat it. We're going to restructure it. We're going to have some bullet points. We're going to maybe rewrite the text. We're going to change the tone. We're going to make it smoother. We're going to enhance it. And we're just going to we change the whole uh, text on the format on a structure level. But the sense of it is going to remain the same. Yeah, 100%. And so I guess out of the three here, what are the, you know, if we're going through all these examples and all three of these, what do you think is like the most one, most important one to understand or the one that you use the most when it comes to prospecting? Would you say it's the the summarizing, the, the one on the second slide? Or are you kind of we using used, a mix out of all three? We, we, we use it all the time. We're using the mix of all of them at all times. Like, I will tell you is that be really good, be with a dictionary all the time next to you and <laughs> trying to be as precise and, 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 and clear as you can, but we're using all of them at the same time. You need that couple of ideas. You need to expand from a little bit of, of information. You need to expand and draw multiple conclusions and try to understand 
what you can do. Um, when you're trying to say something really specific, you're using a lot of data. So, okay, I'm trying to understand what this company is specifically doing. So I'm going to use all those information and try to condense them to the essence of what do they are, what they are selling. And I think this is where the challenge is at, is finding the appropriate word that's going to exactly tell you what you need to do and what you need and what you want. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think this next slide kind of answers a big piece of that, Enzo. I think we can talk through some of this because, I mean, when we talked through this in the pre-call, this was actually super helpful for me, the six essential components of creating a prompt. Because at the beginning of the call today, right, we said it's not one size fits all, right? Like you shared that account research prompt. It's not going to be the same for everybody. Everyone has to go in and create their own prompts depending on their market, who they sell to, all that stuff. So um, talk to us about this prompt checklist. And anybody listening, I recommend screenshotting this because this is probably the most valuable piece of this call, in my opinion. But yeah, talk us through these six different checklists and, and why they're important. If you follow this checklist, uh, there's actually research that open I did. Uh, I'm going to try to share it after the call. Uh, you improve you, the quality of your output by 42%. Like this is wild. This is how a prompt works. There's a mission. There is, you, you cannot use ChatGPT if, if you don't ask it to do something. So the first thing that is mandatory is to ask, to have asked, write something, remove something, summarize something. You have, you ask something to be done. That is the most important, that is the most important thing as mandatory. The trickiest one is definitely the context. I'll tell you why. Think about ChatGPT as the perfect intern for your company. Just, he was born yesterday, but you somehow have all the knowledge of the world and you're going to have to give him as much context about who are your customers, where you're targeting, what product you sell. And that is going to be the hardest part. This is the trickiest one by far. And what you want to do is when you give him as much information about what is the background, where, who is your customer, what is your customer profile, what step you want him to take. Um, you, you really want to make sure that you're feeding him as much information as you can, but not too much because ChatGPT is also really good at faking things. Um, I'll, tell, I'll give you an example. There's endless possibilities that you can go with, uh, chat, with, with, with ChatGPT in terms of output. So to get as fewer mistakes and making things up as possible from, from it, you want to make sure that you just feed it the right information so it doesn't just go wild and just go on the right and tell you about stuff that do not exist because it happens. So there is this balance that you need to find in between feeding in information, but not too much so it doesn't go crazy. Um, then when it comes to really constraining and giving a, a sense of direction, Example are super important because the research show in learning language model that if you give proper reasoning to the prompt ahead, so you tell it, I want you to use that and I want that to happen, it will use the same reasoning in the output. So it's, 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 it's wild. If you give it a certain reasoning and reason why you're doing something, it will give you an output with the same reasoning you give him. So example is an ex ex exceptional tool to really get what you want and get even like to the word and the, the consistency uh, over over like 10,000 row if you have to go through that many recipient or, you know, the size of, of, you, of your time targeting. Yeah. The per okay, yeah, I, I probably have one piece of context on that, Enzo, because I think that's really important when it comes to giving examples. Um, for ex like, just give it one example uh, in terms of Mailshake. Well, we would send emails there. 
we were always focused on trying to figure out, since we're selling to sales personas, who is their ICP and who are they targeting? And so that's something that we would include in our emails is like, hey, it looks like you're targeting these people at these industries and these types of companies. And so when we would ask ChatGPT, and we would do this in Clay as well, hey, can you take this company description and figure out who their ICP is? The responses were all over the place. But what we did, we see like by providing an example, and this is why I think it's so important, is we'd say, here's a, like five examples of the exact format I'm looking for. Just keep it to three titles, this one industry, end it with a period, like all the little details that maybe you're, you know, you think aren't necessarily important. When you give it those examples, yeah, it just makes the prompt so much more powerful. So just wanted to double down on that. I think that's a really important piece. 100%. Um, another one that I really like is when you ask ChatGPT to adopt a persona, you pretty much give him, and I showed him with the McKenzie example business analyst, is that you, sh you have the opportunity to pick anybody from the world and they will get an understanding of, if this is the profile that I'm getting into, I'm going to have a way better understanding of the task you had. Um, there's two main ways of adopting a persona within ChatGPT. You can ask a general persona, which is, you know, the business analyst, a, a McKenzie or whatever, like, or, or whatever, or you can give him an actual individual. And what we've been seeing in testing is like, he only works for somebody really famous. Like it doesn't work for like, a, if you ask ChatGPT about, I don't know, about uh, Josh, Bra uh, Josh Brown or Chris Voss, I don't know if they're going to pick up. If you want to talk about the top marketing guys in the world, you want to mention Steve Jobs, like David Ogilvy, yeah. Enzo Carrasso, like he's going to get like the best out there yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Try to answer one, guys. See how that works. <laughs> the, f the famous guys are the general one. Either way, you work super well. Um, now, when it comes to the format, and the format is so important in code email because you know, when we have 10,000 rows, like you want to make sure that you don't have to check each one of them. Yeah. And for the format, honestly, I haven't found something better than what Eric does uh, when he gave a prefix. I think this is probably the best by far of what I've seen in terms of, uh, of giving a format and a direction. Because you want a predictability, you don't want to check all the rows. And I feel that the way that Eric used prefix, like it seems like I saw your website and, and I saw that is the mm. best way right now in giving direction to your to your uh, to your output and make sure that it's just, that is consistent over everything. So so, so far, uh, the prefix. I don't know if uh, uh, Eric was already on the call, but if you can mention the next one, uh, uh, the prefix that was definitely a good one. Um, and then the tone. You know the way you address uh, you know financial institution, the way you address B two B SaaS companies is not the same. Uh, and I'll tell you that you want to make sure that you match the tone to watch you, you, you to, to, to the industry you're going after. And that's gotcha. pretty much the other importance we're going after. And, you know, from top to bottom, this is what you're going to focus on. Bonus is just a bonus, but I'll tell you, 42% improvement on your output if you have all of them together. Yeah, I mean, I don't see no reason why not to just add all of them. I think it's it's all really important pieces um, to creating successful problems. I have a couple questions for you, Enzo. Um, when you're creating, pro you talked about adopting a persona. We all know that like when you're writing cold emails and coming up with messaging, it's really important to speak your customer's language and use words and lingo that they would use. Do you ever ask it, hey, let's like let's say, for example, Enzo, you're selling to uh, chief technology officers, right? Would you ever say like, hey, adopt the persona of a CTO or maybe specify the tone, use the tone or the language that a CTO would use? Is that something you've tried? No, because I'll tell you why. That's why I use the sales calls because there's nothing more close to that. Mm -hmm. Like I don't feel 
like that ChatGPT is actually that good at mimicking people uh, behaviors. I feel mm. like you usually make it way too much formal and less genuine. And I feel that when I use the actual sales calls and the word they're using, I, I get, I yield way better results because this is the problem. This is the way they speak. And the hardest thing is I actually use the, the, the insider language when you reach, when you're using uh cold email, because when you use insider language, it's, it's totally like, okay, they get you. They know that they get you. They know you understand what they're doing. They understand who, you, who, you, uh, who they are. And I feel this, you get way better results um, through using sales calls transcript, in my opinion. That's interesting. So are you taking like, let's say you're working with a client, are you taking the sales call transcript and then saying, hey, ChatGPT, analyze this? And yeah. then you're writing it based off that? So I love CBL.ai, for example, because they have like multiple tones and they're getting when people are getting a little bit worried or they're a little bit like concerned or they're getting excited about something. Are you able to fit that to ChatGPT and just asking it to provide you, uh, you ask him to provide, okay, give, give me the pain point, give me where they feel frustrated, give me where you, like, you feel that we have an interesting point they actually really liked and we use that to build our sequences. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think that's super interesting. Anyone, I know like we went through the poll, there was a lot of SDRs and AEs. I think one really simple thing you can do if you are an SDR AE is like, take your cold call transcripts, take uh, demo transcripts of calls you've run, condense those into the most important parts and use that to kind of come up with your messaging just like Enzo talked about. Um, Enzo, we're going to get into some of the Q&A real quick. So uh, if you guys are listening, put any questions you have in the Q&A, we're going to get to that. But um, just to kind of recap on some of the things we covered, we just talked about obviously the ChatGPT six-step checklist. I hope you guys all take a screenshot of that. I think it's super important, but you will be getting the, the recording regardless. We talked about the only three ways that you use ChatGPT and what it's used for. We saw some examples of real prompts and actual ways that Enzo is using ChatGPT within Clay. Um, so Enzo, anything else to add to the conversation or anything else you want to let the audience know before we jump into the Q&A? Um, I kind of like like tell a little bit about it, but there's something that is the, the step-by-step approach. I promise you guys, that's a big one that we, we, we've been using. It's yielding incredible results. Um, that is the one I would strongly suggest you, especially um, if you could, if you have a complex question to ask, like take, asking me, like take time to answer, it yield better result instead of him rushing for the for the for the for the for the, for the conclusion. The other one that seems to be working well uh, is asking ChatGPT what does it think about his output, mm. and questioning it, uh, really to like self talk itself into like hide the reasoning and really like ask yourself what do you think the right output is and question the right output it's weird i know it's 100 percent weird but uh, i've been reading about it it's clearly yielding good result on our hand when it comes to almost treating ChatGPT as a human like question yourself before answering interesting so you're like asking it to just validate hey is this the best response to change anything interesting i i, I that's the first time i heard that uh, one person asked, uh, what was the tool you mentioned to for the transcripts? Sibyl.ai. Uh, uh, um, let me see if I can put it on the chat. Oh, Sibyl. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, uh, oh, Jonathan, I see you think. Sorry, I'm talking too fast, man. I know I'm French. I'm talking a little bit too fast. No, it's all good. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it's Sibyl AI right there. Um, but yeah, maybe if you want to find that link and drop it in the chat, that'd be great. But I know which one you're talking about. Um, yeah, super cool tool. It, like it uses AI to read body language and things of that nature. Really cool tool. It's crazy. Still today crazy. Yeah. All right. So we have a question here from Marissa. 
Um, she says, I have a PowerPoint I would like to change to a LinkedIn post content to get clients. Are there suggestions you have for using ChatGPT to reformat that PowerPoint uh, into content? You got to be able to reformat the text, but uh, I'm not sure about the image. Honestly, I'm only about texts. I don't know what's going on in the image picture life in, in, in AI, but if you're putting the text, 100%. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, just copy paste the text. I think there are some plugins in GPT-4 where you can like input PowerPoint. I'm not really sure what they are. Um, Morgan Ingram, he was on the show last week. Check out that recording. He shared some of those plugins, uh, but I can't remember any of them off the top of my head. Um, all right. So, uh, we have another question. Would ChatGPT help find the decision maker of a prospective company? Any thoughts on how you go about doing that? Um, yes, I think you can. Uh, but you have to be, he has to be extremely precise and decision maker is just a wild term. Like, well, what is the yeah. decision maker? You know, like he has to be a title. He has to be, likes to be a little bit more clear than just decision maker. But you're gonna have to use an agent and not just chat GPT. Like for example, if you use Clay, you have Clay Agent, and that can go in the in the web and just look things for you. And I'm pretty sure you can get that for. It. But his, realistically speaking, it's gonna cost you a lot of money, like on top of tokens. So do that at scale. So it might not be the best idea to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's there's more official ways to do that. And what I would recommend uh, to the person who asked this is like. To Angela's point, you have to be specific. So figure out what are the exact titles of your decision makers. Like maybe go look at the last 10 customers you closed and who were the people that actually signed the contract and started the conversation. Um, and then ask for those specific titles. Um, cool. Well, good stuff. Uh, I think that's all the questions we have. Uh, let me just take one double check. Yep. And just for everybody who's been asking, you're going to get the recording tomorrow. Um, Enzo, where can people connect with you if they want to learn more? Somebody was asking for your LinkedIn profile. Maybe you can drop that in the chat as well. Sure, I'm dropping my LinkedIn profile live. Uh, well, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, if I can do a little bit of self promo, we have uh, the music recording about uh, uh, about cold outreach with uh, Alex Omozi. Uh, I invited the best guy in the world to talk with uh, Alex Omozi and I uh, about cold outreach and how to build an amazing uh, lead generation machine. So, in the recording, uh, Alex talk about how he would build his own lead generation agency. So you guys want to check that out? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. You can find me on LinkedIn and happy to chat and discuss whatever you want. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check out the recording, guys. Uh, Alex is awesome. And I know, Enzo, you did with Eric Noslowski as well. Um, powerhouse recording. So I'm excited to check that one out uh, myself as well. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for watching. We'll see you tomorrow on The Daily Show. And uh, Enzo, have a good one. Appreciate it, everyone. See you. Cheers.